नमस्कार फ्रेंड्स वेलकम टू दिस एडिशन ऑफ द इंडिया फाउंडेशन पॉडकास्ट इन दिस एडिशन वी हैव विता श्री आर के माथुर ऑनरेबल लेफ्टिनेंट गवर्नर ऑफ द यूनियन टेरिटरी ऑफ लद्दाख श्री आर के माथुर वॉज अ 1977 बैच आईएएस ऑफिसर ऑफ द त्रिपुरा कार्डर प्रायर टू दिस श्री माथुर हैज हेल्ड वेरियस इंपॉर्टेंट पोजिशन लाइक द चीफ इन्फॉर्मेशन कमिश्नर ऑफ इंडिया एंड डिफेंस सेक्रेटरी ऑफ इंडिया After the abrogation of Article 370 from the Indian Constitution and subsequent creation of Ladakh as a union territory, Sri R K Mathur was appointed as the first Lieutenant Governor of Ladakh. Today, he is here with us and will speak on the achievements of the union territory of Ladakh after one year of the abrogation of Article 370. As you know, this uh, this. Uh, union territory came into being through a legislation uh, enacted on 5th August, and actual functioning of the union territory started on 31st October last year. As of today, we have spent about nine months uh, as a new union territory, as uh, brought out by Mr. Bansal. Uh, it has been a cataclysmic change. but looking at how people have viewed it here i would summarize very briefly that this has aroused expectations among people it has aroused aspirations among people it has aroused some bits of fear of inundation in some people but if i may say that my assessment is the overwhelming sense is of hope what this new union territory has aroused is hope among the people of leh among the people of kargil as you would appreciate 31st october the start of the union territory implied automatically that we landed into the thick of the winters even the day i joined the temperatures were negative and they progressively went down to at least in leh town to minus 25 degrees centigrade and uh, in other parts of the union territory they went down as you may know to minus 40 minus 50 degrees centigrade and therefore the first challenge naturally was at a very personal level would your body take this these temperatures at the heights of 11000 feet the second challenge is that how do you set up an administration in terms of a government where only two districts and district administration existed and subsequently a revenue division covering the two districts had been set up and therefore while it may sound very simple but for us it was a challenge to even set up a office of the lg to even set up a secretariat which of course was very small with one advisor and two secretaries just to get that going was a challenge and uh, in some way all sense an achievement in itself the next thing naturally was that can you give improved services improved everything to the people of ladakh and uh, i i would like to or i would like to venture and say that this year i think we were able to give much better services to the people as uh, mr bansal pointed out pass apply which was vastly improved uh, areas where dg sets had to work they were given longer time of operation 
the water supply was improved through water tankers. Uh, we had uh, uh, many other small things which we did, which we feel would have given benefits. For example, uh, the essential commodities. Vegetables are a rarity. In fact, some people claim that because in winters Ladakh doesn't get vegetables, people suffer from a hidden hunger uh, of, of malnutrition of micronutrients. We managed to get about 415 tons of essential commodities and vegetables into Ladakh, which I'm sure would have helped. Even a simple thing like an egg, people said that we have, we have eaten an egg for the first time in winters. So this is a small but a very important psychological change that things can happen in winter. As was brought out earlier, both the Zojila Pass and the Le Manali Road, both are opened about one month earlier than the normal time. And that definitely contributed to the feeling of an administration being there and working for the people. The next very important thing that we have to address and which we are still in the process of addressing is administrative setup itself. As I mentioned, a new union territory is a, is a new administrative setup. A divisional commissioner had been put in place just a few months ago before the union territory was set up. The two Ladakh Autonomous Hill District Councils, they have been in existence for a long time, but they were further empowered through legislation which was passed in the parliament. And then a brand new thing in the form of uh, Panchayati Raj institutions, both at the block level and the village level. You can imagine that this, uh, this meant that the entire administrative setup changed radically. What we had to do was not only provide offices, provided a space to everybody, but actually to literally teach everybody that what are their roles. And this was a very difficult exercise with which we are still struggling. Uh, the panchayats say this is my role, the council says this is my role, the administration says this is my role. And the role clarity is taking a little time to emerge, although uh, I must say that the law is very clear, but when you practice the law on the ground, that becomes a very different exercise. And we are in the midst of doing that. As soon as the winters was over, we landed into Corona. When we were hoping really to go into developmental activities, this happened. Um, we had, as you can imagine, just two district hospitals. And uh, we had a big problem in our hand in terms of a large number of pilgrims from both Leh and Karkil who had gone to Iran. Uh, more than a thousand of them came back and uh, Iran being uh, what it was, uh, they brought back a lot of infections with them. And uh, this was a major challenge for the administration. I'm happy to say that till date we have managed to keep a reasonable control on the situation. Uh, our testing rate today is among the highest in the country with about uh, over 70,000 tests being done over a million population. We have managed to set up two RT-PCR machines 
We have also gone in for antigen and antibody castings. So whatever we could possibly have done to handle corona, we have tried to do that. Here I must say that people of Ladakh have shown great discipline. As of today, if you go to the main market, you would find everybody, and I mean everybody, wearing a mask. I have not seen such a discipline anywhere in the country. We are still in the midst of Corona, but with the gradual unlocking, we have also been trying to do and take up various developmental activities. First, I must uh, point out that uh, the union government has been extremely supportive, uh, both in terms of funds, in terms of uh, the formulations. For example, only the Prime Minister declared in Parliament that he would like to see Ladakh as a carbon neutral state. Now, this by itself set the agenda for us, and naturally, we are following it up, which I would outline briefly a little later. Um, the Act itself, uh, very interestingly, the Reorganization Act gave uh, the provision that a special development package for Ladakh shall be provided. And in fact, Honorable Home Minister followed up by stating that this package would be uh, of an approximate value of about 50,000 crores. And out of that, the money has started flowing. Last year, we got some money. This year, we again have got some money. The budgets here, which used to be uh, through JNK system, just about 200 crores. Uh, last year, we got a budget of about 5,200 crores. This year, we have a budget of 5,900 crores. You can imagine the quantum jump that has been given in terms of uh, funding to be able to take up developmental activities in the park. Uh, there have been many other schemes and sanctions which have followed in quick succession. We have been sanctioned a medical college, we have been sanctioned an engineering college at Cargill, a Sova Rikpa Institute has been sanctioned where we hope to produce uh, AMSI, the doctors, uh, a national skill test uh, training institute extension center has been set up. Solar, Solar Energy Corporation of India has in fact done tenders for about 7,500 megawatt of solar energy. A central university has been recently announced. It has been announced that both Kargil and Day shall be developed as smart towns. Um, these are some of the measures. There are many more, but uh, I'm, I'm just trying to cover some of the important ones which we have, we have been able to get with the help of the union government into Ladakh for the first time. Insofar as what we have attempted during this period, I would say that first thing that we attempted is to draft something called a Vision 2050. This has been drafted already. It is under circulation to various stakeholders, and we do hope to finalize it as early as possible. The cropping season started in Ladakh some time ago, and uh, uh, this year, with whatever interventions we did and whatever the, the local cultivators did, we have at least 20% more area under cultivation. Similarly, with our interventions, particularly during winters, uh, Pashmina goat population, which had been going down steadily for the last 20 years, 
this year has seen a rise of 6% in Changfang area. Um, there are a whole lot of other e-initiatives, for example, e-stamp paper or e-court fees, which we have introduced. Uh, as you can imagine, to get going, you need to set up every department and a large number of societies, corporations, authorities have to be set up. All of these may appear very small, but uh, uh, please do appreciate that they require tremendous amount of administrative efforts, which we have been able to do. Uh, one very small aside, if I may say, that uh, uh, internet, which was not available in entire JNK, and this included Kargil district, uh, full 4G services were restored, at least in Kargil, and uh, that was something which was very much appreciated by the people there. We have very limited capabilities in terms of uh, administrative bandwidth. Our PWD can take up only so much work and not more. But uh, we have been trying to get as many central agencies as possible into Ladakh. And uh, for example, CPWD has posted a chief engineer in Ladakh. Uh, all the other central public sector undertakings which are into construction management uh, they have been coming into Ladakh and uh, we have been trying to give as much work to them as possible so that this big budget from our present administrative and spending capability point of view, we are able to make some dent into that. Um, these are some of the initial remarks which I would like to give. But if you recollect, I said that uh, Union Territory uh, aroused expectations, aspirations, a bit of fear, and a lot of hope. I would like to dwell on the fear aspect, which primarily relates to the issue of jobs, the issue of alienation of land, the issue of uh, strengthening of a culture, and the fear of damage to the environment. Uh, all I would say is that on each of them, we have shared definitive steps to reassure the people. Some of these are works in progress. Some of these things have happened. But the endeavor for us is that these fears get addressed. And in any case, the expectations and the aspirations which have been aroused, that is something of a challenge for the administration. And um, frankly, nine months is too short a period to deliver on that. But surely we can make a beginning and uh, try to do as fast as possible. I think I will end it here and uh, look forward to uh, uh, your suggestions, thoughts, questions. Thank you. Uh, thank you, sir. I just wanted to know, uh, you talked, uh, uh, what are the industries that are coming and what are the steps that are being taken to promote winter tourism in Leh and in the surrounding areas? Also, uh, what is the... Uh, what about the new administrative setup? Are we setting up uh, new offices, etc.? Where are they being established? Uh, and uh, what is the progress on the railway link, which has been talked of, as well as Josira Tunnel? Because these are the uh, steps which will transform, I think, the Union Territory. Uh, and besides, are there new fields in which uh, the Union Territory administration is looking into to transform the Union Territory, like solar energy, you have huge potential 
non conventional energies even wind energy etc there is huge potential so are we looking at certain industries besides tourism which has always been the mainstay of this particular union territory to provide philip uh, to the economy of the union territories over to you sir all right thank you uh, firstly uh, let me address the issue of uh, new fields uh, really speaking what we have to look at is what are the economic development potentials in ladakh as you may be aware tourism for some time has been the mainstay uh, this constitutes almost 50% of the uts gdp it also involves almost 60 to 70% of the population last year's problems is in pakistan and this year corona problems they have lost two tourist seasons and there is a acute realization among the people that uh, tourism as a mainstay may not be a great idea and therefore you have to develop other sources of income we looked around and uh, uh, we have decided to start working on several fields which i have briefly enumerated first of course is in agriculture itself where barley and wheat have been the mainstay but at these heights and temperatures we can grow many other very high value crops including buckwheat in horticulture apples apricots have always been there some amount of dried fruits have been there definitely there is a tremendous scope for expanding on that and in a very big way ashwina is something which has been there for a very long time uh, we have actually been selling just raw kashmina over the years that means you shear off the sheep the goat and uh, sell it off and naturally the realization and the uh, for the yields uh, were very very poor we are trying to see whether we can do something about it uh, handlooms handicrafts hadi arising out of kashmina as one item but then there are other traditional skills which are available what more we can do about it and lastly food processing as an area where a village based food processing because uh, we don't visualize we don't even wish to have large scale industries and therefore what we can do with a small village based or a group of village based industries run by the local people owned by the local people that is what we are looking at lastly uh, one would add that sadar um, really has the potential of becoming renewable energy capital of the country we have the potential of about 30000 megawatt in solar 2000 megawatt in wind 2000 megawatt in uh, uh, hydro and perhaps another 100 megawatt in geothermal energy all of this adds up to a very tidy number and this is something which we can possibly do as was pointed out very correctly uh zojila tunnel all the connectivity through the uh, uh, manali access these are fundamental to the development and if i may add security for the dark uh zojila tunnel so far as we know a uh, tender has been quoted a fresh yet to be awarded but as soon as the zojila tunnel comes into being along, along with few kilometers of snow shelters uh, this would mean a 12 month connectivity 
So that is one possibility. The other possibility, of course, is that uh, uh, on the Manali axis, there is a route available through Nimu, Padam, Darcha, where with just one four and a half kilometer long tunnel, uh, we can have a 12 month connectivity. The special development package that I have referred to earlier, we have made provision for this tunnel. And if we can get that in position as fast as possible, I think we would have a 12 month connectivity. The railways, so far as I know, the, the survey is still on. And uh, it seems a little far away at the moment to me. Um, you have talked of uh, winter tourism. As you know, that uh, the only worthwhile thing which has been happening over the years is something called Chadar Track where you could track on the frozen Zanskar river from the lay side going towards Zanskar. That of course continues and would continue, but naturally as winter sports, a lot of possibilities are there. Uh, to name a few, uh, ice skating is something in which Ladakh itself excels. This year they won the national championships uh, for the women. So, there are a whole lot of sports which are possible. There are skiing points which can be developed, never been developed, and therefore there is a potential there. There is just raw climbing on uh, even a frozen fault. And that is something unique. You have these frozen falls all over the park, and uh, climbing on that would be a rarity and a, a new attraction. Therefore, as I see it, to smoothen the flow of tourists, we need to be working for winters. We already had a winter conclave where we had invited experts from all of these fields. We have tried to formulate projects primarily on a PPP mode. Um, I'm sure that over the years, we should be able to give at least some push to winter tourists. To talk of uh, new offices, etc., and where they would be located, um, really that decision is yet to be finalized. But I remember a discussion where uh, it was, it, it is thought that it would be better to be located somewhere between Leh and Kargil, maybe uh, say a place like Hansi. Uh, but that is something which we are yet to decide. I have uh, two supplementary questions, in fact, yeah. and. Uh, uh, one is, of course, uh, Leh and Ladakh has been uh, in news because of various incursions that we have seen in the border areas. And one of the big issues with the border areas has been that people don't have employment avenues in the border areas like Devchok, etc. So what are we doing to improve uh, the conditions of people who are living in border villages, especially during these times of crisis? So what steps are being taken to assuage them? And the second is, of course, uh, uh, certain sections of the society have been very, very apprehensive after UT has come into being about uh, their unique status, culture being marginalized. So when is the domicile policy? Because that's one issue which is, of course, uh, uh, very, very important, uh, which uh, will come up. So uh, when are you likely to be announcing it? What are the considerations for domicile policy? Uh, firstly, about the domicile policy, we have drafted something. And uh, I'm hoping in about a month's time, it should be in position. Uh, we have tried to address the fears. 
and the concerns of the people. I hope it works. Um, in so far as the border areas are concerned, uh, as you know, uh, that is unique in the sense that it shares border with uh, both Pakistan and China. In fact, Leh district is a unique district that it shares border with both Pakistan and China. And therefore, what happens at the border is something of great concern to everybody. Uh, the borders are thinly populated, in fact, the back itself with uh, uh, present area and there are, there are are control of 60,000 square kilometers as a population of dust sensors, 2.74 lakhs. So you can imagine that it is very, very thinly populated. An average habitation may be 10 houses, 15 houses, a big habitation may be 100 houses. And <coughs> therefore, uh, many, many border areas in any case are actually unpopulated. But there are border areas which are populated, and as you rightly brought out, that they see the developments, particularly across the border in China. Uh, we do get Chinese network in the dark, but we don't have an Indian network in those villages. They get power supply through a grid. Our people get power supply through maybe a standalone solar system, which may not work for full 24 hours. So there are very clear differentials in terms of infrastructure on the two sides of the border. That's something which we need to address. Um, a very big chunk of our border with China is actually Eastern Ladakh, or the area which we call Changhan. That is the area where I mentioned that Pashmina is one of the major sources of income, and where after 20 years, we have seen a 6% growth in the Pashmina uh, goat population. We are hoping to build upon that a small, uh, should I use the word success, and build upon some economy around the Pashmina. But of course, there are a whole lot of other things, which include handrooms, which include handicap, which include study, which would be natural to the people in that area. We need to do that. Efficient, the younger population in these places, uh, they don't want, as of today, to be doing, to be a, a nomad. And that is where the challenge comes up. You have to provide education, you have to provide higher education, so that they do become professionals in their own way. And that is something which uh, I mentioned earlier, that a large number of educational institutions are planned. Within Ladakh, there are plans to uh, send people outside Ladakh for education. And these, in some ways, would definitely contribute to uh, alternative skills, alternative sources of income. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the India Foundation podcast. Do like, share, and subscribe the India Foundation channel.